JM in the AM. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. And uh, you'll have a lot to comment about uh, based on this uh, upcoming conversation. That I can tell you. Remember, go to artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com. The rule is always use promo code radio. Always use promo code radio with anything. But today, specifically, I'm encouraging everybody to order. In fact, it's possible you'll have it before Shabbos, depending on where you are. Uh, to order the brand new book by Yisrael Besser. It's called Exalted Moments, Welcoming Shabbos, Stories, Inspiration, and Insights. And frankly, until I read this book, I just didn't realize, and I've been keeping Shabbos for quite a while, <laughs> I didn't realize just how many things we do at the outset of Shabbos and how meaningful and amazing they are. Yisrael Besser, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you for having me again. A pleasure. Um, uh, the book's amazing, and I have to start with uh, the story about uh, your grandfather's dining room, and I think you know exactly what I mean. Uh, some, some, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, your grandfather, who was well-known to so many people in this audience, or Chatzko Vesser, um, uh, someone was uh, paying a shiva call in your grandparents' apartment, and they insisted on seeing the dining room. Shiva was taking place in the living room. Why, Yisrael Besser, would a visitor to your grandparents' apartment insist on seeing the dining room? So... This, this woman walks in. She she was clearly from Barra Park, you know, coming from a Hasidic community. So I came to the door. I said, no, they're sitting. My father, my aunts, my uncle was sitting in the in my grandfather's study. He has this beautiful big room around the farm. That's where everybody was sitting. She's like, oh. no, she very much wants to see the dining room. And she was insistent. So, okay, I do want something. Try to accommodate them. <laughs> right. And she walks in. <laughs> To the dining room, and she's like soaking it in. It's just a dining room. It's nice. I don't have to tell you. It looks like a Manhattan dining room. It's right. nice. You could see the the river actually a little bit through the trees by, over Riverside Park. I think I was in that dining room on the Upper West Side, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it, it's a dining room. Where dining rooms go, you know. And she's like, I need to experience and feel the room where my son learned what Shabbos means. So that that meant a lot to me. And I knew exactly what she meant because I had also been married and spending a lot of Shabbos on the west side by my grandparents' table. And I also thought I kept Shabbos before that, but I guess there was a certain element of Shabbos that she was referring to that she and her husband had tried to convey. And she told this to me that her son had left their house and moved to Manhattan looking for something different, a lifestyle that I guess was a little different than the one he had grown up in. And he came back home infused about Shabbos because of those meals spent by my grandparents' house where he felt that. Yeah, yeah, and, and I can only imagine what that Shabbos was like. And and um, and uh, obviously it's a great story, and the book is filled with a lot of great stories. You know, the, 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 one of the things that this book made me realize, and remember, you know me, I love Shabbos, and I, and I have a great appreciation for Shabbos, and, my, and our Shabbos table growing up was a real experience as, you know, as, as sort of like the one, I mean, you, you know what my family was like, you know, it, it was an experience. Was you grew up in that type of home. Exactly. Shabbos. And Shabbos meant a lot, and, and, it was, and it was filled with so many amazing things, and yet I still, <laughs> when I picked up your book, said to myself, wow, there's so many things we do, you know, by rote, there's so many things we do just, you know, automatically, so to speak 
that we I, I don't stop I don't stop and think about all that's going on. And your book, Exalted Moments, Welcoming Shabbos, we must point out, Yisrael Besser, is only about the start of Shabbos. This has nothing to do with Shabbos in general. Has nothing to do with Shabbos' effect on the rest of the week. Has nothing to do with the week's effect on Shabbos. Or very much to, to get there to Kabbalah Shabbos to the zero Zemirat Hashem. This was right. you know, like almost the pilot project. Kabbalah Shabbos is Kabbalah Shabbos and Zemiris isn't even there. So and and and, and uh, so what is there? People are curious. I'll tell you. Let me just go through the the quick table of contents for a second. Hadlakas Neros lighting Shabbos candles. Birchas Abanim blessing the children. Shalom Aleichem of course. Rebon Kala Olamim. Eishes Chayil and Kiddush. That's it. This book ends. This book ends at the, what we would consider the beginning of Shabbos, which is Kiddush, and that's where the book ends. Precisely. If I could just add to something you said, it's not sure. just how many things we do by rote without realizing, it's how much awesome power there is in these moments that people yes. aren't using. Certainly I wasn't, correctly, yes. because I didn't even realize their significance. Yes. You know, Jews have a sense about auspicious times, and I think that the image of a, a woman lighting Shabbat candle resonates. I think people sense that there's something very powerful and very awesome taking place during those moments. But they don't really know what, and they don't really know how, and they don't really know why. So it's hard to harness any power if you don't understand it. Yeah, 100%. Um, oh, I'll tell you, you know, you know what also is interesting? As I was reading this book, I'm saying to myself, I don't know how personal I want to get. Because there's so much about, you know, growing up in, in a home that's filled with Shabbos. That you know. So again, you'll excuse me if <laughs> if I toss out some personal stuff from uh, from our Shabbos table of the last many many decades. But I'll give you an example, and and this is God forbid, God forbid, this is not a criticism of our father. God forbid, God forbid. He he said rebone kola olamin, but he said it to himself. And I know there's certain families that say it out loud. There's certain families, in fact, I've seen this. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen this, where people participate in the Rebun Kololami by repeating certain words and by, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Well, and yeah. And, and it's, and my my uh, father doesn't say it, actually. So I, I only say it in my Nishama. You know, the, I'm not going to change that. And it's pretty interesting you say that because, again, because of the... Um, I, I, I'm trying to use the right words here, but, but be, because of how it was presented to me growing up, it really hasn't become an important part of our Shabbos experience today. But you read those. It's the biggest part of your book, by the way. It's the largest part of your book. You're a very, very young person. There's no reason it can't become part of it now. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate you're that. You're energetic. You're youthful. You're fresh. Don't be scared. Did you know that Rebone's the largest part of the book? So this is something interesting. Originally, because of the success of Mishmas in reaching people, right. I thought I'm going to do a book just called Rebun Kolalamin. That was the idea of the book, because the words are so, they're so late, and people, again, they're very poetic, right. and people don't really get the references, and right. a lot of the questions are questions of shot. We say things over there that we never say. Uh, you know, we ask for Aisha V'chaved, right? When we tell Aisha V'chaved, when do we ever ask in the whole corpus of Tila to be wealthy? We ask for Panasa. We ask that our needs are met. We say Baruch Helena three times a day, but we ask to be rich, doesn't seem like a thing that you find anywhere else. Right. Or to ask straight up for covet. Chazal teaches that covet is something to be disdained. Right. Well, what does that mean? There were a few Averis. Why should a person have any Averis? We only want a few Averis? Well, what does that even mean? So there were so many things there that cried out for explanations. I said, I want to write a book and even a lot Because my father didn't say it, and I sort of had, I wouldn't use the word jealousy, but it was something like, I wish he would have said it. it to me, it seems like the whole world said it. It turns out it's not that way. <clears throat> and it's, it's, you know, I asked a lot of people, 
A lot of people do. A lot of people don't. So most people so do what I do. They go from Shalom Aleichem to Eishes Chayil. I do what my father does. He says Kima Lachav, and then he stops at Melach Tam Darkei. He just ah. says uh, the you know Melach uh, that, and that's it. And then he goes to Eishes Chayil. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, you saw all besters uh, with many, us. many more people today bench their children on Friday night, even though their fathers didn't. Oh this, I boy, I can't believe a, uh, you don't even a call of the hour. I would you, say you that you, people you, have a sense that. My father benches us on Erevim Kippur, and that's it. Uh, my wife's father benches the kids every Friday night. So, that, that, again, when, when I got married, she was like, are you going to bench the children Friday night? I said, no, my father only does it Erevim Kippur. People are understanding, maybe, or feeling this need to connect with their children differently than they used to a generation ago. I, generation ago. It's unbelievable how you and I are so connected. Uh, my father, also Erevim Kippur, and uh, when we had our first child, we made a decision we're going to do Berchus Abanim. And remember, I am very mockbit, or at least I, I think I am, I hope I am, uh, I'm very mockbit on what your mockbit is, which is not to change tradition. Not to change, but th- mm-hmm. but this we felt was an important thing to incorporate, and my father was at our Shabbos table when I did it. Oh, because did you ask your father? Yeah, I'm sure I discussed it with him. There's no question I discussed it with him. But uh, and he understood that this was something you felt he wanted to do. Yeah, and and and, why, and you know, just thinking from his perspective, why would he want to you know not allow us to add something so beautiful and so you know important? It's and, not and, really changing a minute. It's not right. like you're taking away something. And, Correct. And, we bring over there the sources for it, the son and others, that the power of a parent blessing a child at any time. Right. I know in the, in the German community, the Yaki community, it's a tremendous thing. Mamish, I didn't realize like, that. You're going on a trip, you're coming from a trip, you have a big business meeting, whatever the situation, parents are, are blessing the children. Wow. So that, that's not really something that needs, a, that needs more sources than we already have from the classic sources. Right. So you're not really changing a minute there. And I spoke to my friends. And family. And I see that many people have started to do that. Have you been criticized at all regarding the order? Because our Birchus Abanim takes place after Aishas Chayel and before Kiddush. And I'm wondering if I'm an exception or if most people do it the way you do it. You, ha- you have it right after Hadlakas uh, Neros, which means it's being done before Shalom Aleichem. Right. So I did it like that for a reason. It's because it's sort of thematic to understand that what a woman is accomplishing with Hadlakas Neros, the husband or the father, or the grandfather is accomplishing with Berchus Abadim. They, they sort of go hand in hand, meaning what we're saying is we're sending a message to our children, and, and we write a lot about this, is whatever was, was. Whatever happened Friday up until Shkia is an old world, and now the world has been created anew. So everything is fresh, and everything is hopeful, and everything is optimistic, and everything is positive, and let's look ahead. Right. And at the core, our relationship is that we love each other. Right. You know, and, and it brings down from uh, classic sources, I don't remember who now. How Friday could be a tense day in the house. Friday could oh, really, really, really. Yeah, I hope, I hope you're sitting down before I drop that bombshell. I apologize for breaking it on the air just I, like that. I guess we're. The, I, I, I guess the seagulls are the exception, huh? <laughs> no, tension that, no tension long, in the house, Eric. So sometimes words are exchanged, and, and people say things because that's what happens when people are tense. Not, they're not their best selves, and right. you come flying into Shabbos, and now we're saying, okay. Okay, that that's not us. This is us. Right. You know, and the yeah. woman saying what she's saying. It's so funny you say this because, uh, you know, for those of us who have been into the Amun and Bitochon topic, which I've been into a lot recently, uh, and I know there are a lot of tremendous shiurim and, and, and tidbits that go around on, on social media, Baruch Hashem, it's, it's being used for such an amazing uh, purpose to, to really strengthen people mm-hmm. in that area. I, I can't imagine... How busy the Yetzirah is on Friday afternoon. 
I mean, the Eight Sahara is in so many people's homes and trying to get everybody to, you know, get at each other and to, you know, to, to argue about everything. And, uh, and, and you really have to discipline yourself to make Arab Shabbos. I remember someone said to me years ago that the thing they can't stand is Arab Shabbos in their home and, and, that, and that they are going to make an effort when they're, when they're married to make Friday afternoon as calm as possible. I know this isn't the theme of your book, but you brought it up, and I think it's a really important point to make. We, we, there's something fascinating. It's in the book, actually, from the Chassam Seifa. He says something astounding. He says that Shabbos, as we know, is the Makar HaBracha. We say it all over Tefillah. The source, the vessel that is going to contain all the brachas of the week ahead comes from Shabbos. Right. So he says, he says, and again, this is there. We say in Ritzay, we're asking, There should be no anguish on our day, day of rest. Right. What kind of request is that? And what about Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? Then we're okay with it? Only on Shabbos we shouldn't have? Listen to the, the some sites that says, he, he says if you plant a seed in the ground and there's a scratch on the seed, then ultimately the, the, whatever that seed produces and spawns is going to have that kind of, whatever that scratch reflects, right? It's going to be impaired by that, limited by that scratch. It has to be perfect at the start. He says if Shabbos would be perfect without grief, there would be no way that grief could come into the week ahead. Because all the bracha flows through Shabbos. And if Shabbos is completely happy and calm and serene, then the week ahead is going to have to be that way. Because so he says, what does the Satan do? He knows this also. So he said he works in our Shabbos to create such discord, such disharmony in the house, that you come into Shabbos stressed out. Yeah. So he got you for the whole week. Yeah. <laughs> he says, if he gets you on your Shabbos, then he got you on the whole week ahead. Yeah. So he says, that's why there's a, he brings some desire, Kaddish, that there's a Yetzirah of Machlaikas in the house in our Shabbos. You see for the Gemara, the different stories. The Gemara says that there was a couple that fights, or a mayor sat over there in their courtyard on, on Arab Shabbos, that, because uh, when he was sitting around, they were calmer, and he would sit there on Arab Shabbos until they learned themselves how to get along with each other. Because the Yetzirah from Achlaikas, this goes back to the Zayrakad, that the Yetzirah from Achlaikas on Arab Shabbos, Chassam Seifer says it's strategic. It's Yetzirah from the Satan who wants to make sure that the week is miserable. Right. So if he can bring you into Shabbos in a bad place, then he got you. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's really busy Friday afternoon. And by the way, it doesn't matter if Shabbos starts at 8 o'clock. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many... Isn't that interesting? It could be 4 o'clock yeah. all the way till 8 o'clock. You it, always come it do- a little it, stressed. It so, doesn't yeah. matter. That, that Sutton's hanging around <laughs> at least until everyone leaves from Mincha. I'll tell you that much. Yisrael <laughs> Besser's with us. Exalted Moments, Welcoming Shabbos is the name of the book, Stories, Inspiration, and Insights. It is, it's a great one. you got to get it, everybody. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Um, so a couple of things. First of all, I, I mean, I love the analysis of each of, of basically each line of Asha Schail because again, something that we say and sing and don't always um, either appreciate or, or even understand, uh, you know, the words that we're saying and the praise that we're uh, you know that we're issuing. Uh, there's a line there that I wanted to share with you because uh, you you actually have a couple of expl- a couple of explanations. Um, uh, right? So we talk about the the um, uh, the the beauty and elegance with which you know she's adorned. Uh, talking about uh, the wife and mother of the family, of course. But so I always, you know, so how how did do you remember how you uh, translated those three words? I, I don't have it in front of me, but no. I would imagine it would be something along the lines of there's a laughter inside of her because she knows that the end of the story has not yet been written, that there'll come a day when she'll be justified. The, oh. the mother and the wife is, so, is so filled 
with a confidence that other people don't see in her husband and her children. Right. In the future, that's right. how a mother raises her children because other people look at their children and they're like, really? And she sees only greatness and glory. So it's funny because you you have here, She and by the way, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I just wanted to make the point. She joyfully awaits the last day. And and my father used to say that that he thinks that that word can be switched a little bit, a little poetic license to vatitzchak liyom acharon, meaning that she laughs about the last day. And the reason I say it, and what I want to point out, is that it is not just the mothers out there that uh, you know are that that have this attitude and that you know and, and and that you know set all everything aside and you know and and look at the bigger picture so to speak but if you think of the jewish grandmothers and jewish great grandmothers who honestly have more of a reason you know under normal circumstances to fear or to worry about the final days right who have you know the, the they're they're closer to a complete life so to speak but they just think about how our grandmothers and great grandmothers thank god these days we could say great grandmothers somebody my wife was at an event last night with um with rebertson feinstein there were three great grandmothers of a baby in the room in that room how amazing is that wow so 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 now so 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 i'm saying imagine that 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 these elderly people these elderly people women in their 90s in our community have this incredible love and joy and couldn't care less about the last days all they're thinking about is how today shabbos is is such a key to the future of the jewish people that's how i wanted to to, to I, I love it. There's a, there's a reason we're still here, Nachum, and that very much is connected with the optimism and the resilience and the spirit no of the question. Jewish mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers, as you're saying. No question about it. And boy, what a unique opportunity we have in this generation. You know, uh, again, don't mean to go into an aside, but you know how I love speaking to you, so I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> but, sure. but, but there were people, you know, there were people that we knew. There were people that we knew, you and I knew, who you know never realized in in their uh, when they were young that that someone could have grandparents. That if you, you speak to certain people who grew up in Jewish neighborhoods, they'll tell you that they were you know that they had one or two kids in their class who even had a grandparent. That's how that generation was affected. I mean, I'm not I'm not telling anybody things that they don't know. And today, imagine this: that you could be in a room with all these generations and see pictures of you know people together who are being you know we talk about the effect parents have on children at the Shabbos table but grandparents and great grandparents imagine the richness and maybe this generation needs it frankly maybe that's why things are the way they are but imagine the richness of, of the Shabbos experience because of all those generations being together I was at a good convention a number of years ago and Rabbi Leaf spoke Rabbi Rosh Leaf He's great. He said exactly what you just said. He said he feels like our generation is blessed because the children need. He was saying that parents do the best they could, but they're completely overwhelmed. Yeah. They need the grandparents to pitch in. He said that the chinuch opportunity presented by today's generation calls for all hands on deck, and grandparents have it, should be having an exactly what you just said. Should be having an active role. And how many people talk about, with all the experiences they had, oh, by the way, who am I speaking to? <laughs> I'm speaking to you. You, you could tell us about having amazing grandparents. How many people speak about, you know, all the things they had growing up and everything their parents did for them, how the most incredible experiences were when they were with their grandparents in, you know, whatever capacity it was. I'm, I'm thinking specifically of, you know, those who walked to shul with their grandfather, those who, you know, experienced things in the kitchen with their grandmother, not to, of course, you know, put labels on anybody or categorize people. I I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to my parents for making us realize that. That means yeah. I, I, I feel fortunate. My, my, my father made sure we knew 
Um, you know, my mother's father, unfortunately, passed away. I'm named for him before I was born. Mm. But my father's parents, my, my, my grandfather, I mean, would walk into the room, my father would stand the entire time, and even so likely you would for your Rebbe. He wouldn't sit down until my grandfather was seated, and he referred to him in third person. And Yiddish works better. He would say, ear. Or the Tata, I'm sorry. Does the Tata want a drink? Does the Tata want a... He wouldn't say you to his father. It sounds... It, it, does, it, does, sounds it does sound sweeter in Yiddish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he, he conveyed this to us, and I'm grateful for that from early on, that we were fortunate to have that opportunity. Unbelievable. The whole thing is incredible. By the way, on the topic of... Um, and don't worry, I'm getting back to the book now. <laughs> on, the t- on the topic of, you know, wanting to stay politically correct, because obviously, you know, who wouldn't? I'll, I'll take the risk nonetheless. I, I, there's something, I never thought of this until I saw your book. I never thought of this. And I've been around a long time, and as I said earlier, I've been observing Shabbos for quite a while. <laughs> I never thought of this. The woman is lighting candles, and that's how your book starts, with, the, with, with candle lighting, Friday night candle lighting. And the man is leading Kiddush. And for some families, I can tell you in my family, I'm proud of this, Kiddush is a, a wonderful experience that is such a, you know, just it, it's a it's just, whatever. I, we're, we're privileged, thank God, to have a, a wonderful Kiddush experience in our home. And, and, that's the last cha- and that's the last chapter of your book. And I'm saying to myself, wow, look at the different roles that people have. The woman of the house is decorating the home is establishing the ambiance of the home. It's candles, right? Candles are beautiful. And it's the ambiance, and it's the, you know, people know the significance of a candlelight dinner, right? I mean, it's the ambiance, it's the, it's the feeling, it's the, it's the decoration. She, she is decorating. That's, again, not to be, you know, not to label anybody about what the role of people are in our community. I get it. But, you know, th- this, is, this is what she's doing. And, and the man or the men, depending on how things work kiddish-wise in your family, the men are declaring Shabbos to be there. She decorates mm-hmm. and they declare. And I think that, you know, mm-hmm. just, 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 I never thought of this until I saw your book, just establishing those roles and understanding that each one of those roles is so vital and so important. Shabbos has to look a certain way. It has to feel a certain way. Thank you to the Jewish mother. Shabbos has to sound a certain way. Shabbos has to have a certain environment. Thank you to the Jewish father. And I thought that, uh, you know, Again, it's something I got from. It does sound very profound. You know, the Ariya Kaddish, the Rizal, would Friday night, and, and uh, there are still many Mekubal who do this. Friday night, when he came up, he would kiss his mother's hand. That would be the first thing he did. And I've seen it still today by in the homes of Anashim Kudai, when the children line up, the father goes to the bracha, and they kiss the mother's hand, conveying a respect for her hands, like we talk about in Eshaz Chayel, right. the work of her hands and the toil of her hands, right. we talk so much about the hands of the Jewish Jewish mother, which is exactly what you just said. She brings, at a very practical level, she's bringing Shabbos into the home in a million different ways, and the, her hands symbolize that. The bracha, the flow of bracha that comes through her hands. And look at what her, lights those candles. And look at what her husband's doing, both in shul and at home. He's declaring the start of Shabbos and, and saying, okay, you know, like, you know, emphatically as a leader, it, you know, it's now Shabbos. Let's keep that in mind. Let's, let's start Kiddush. Let's sing Zmiris. Let's, you know, make it a special benching, etc., etc., etc. And you tell the, uh, the well, I, I don't remember now who was about it. May have been a relative of yours, so excuse me if I don't remember. But who who was it that turned to you on Friday night and said, "Do they say Vishamru at this minion?" 
because oh, I wrote this in the introduction. Um, uh, my wife's grandfather. That's your wife's shopper. He was a my wife's grandfather. He yeah. passed away last year. He was a marvelous person. So I think you've I think you've actually and, spoken with us about him on the air uh, uh, since uh, his passing. He was, he was just great. He moved to Israel. Well, you know, about 20, uh, 30 years ago. I would and, say. And, he was and, a rabbi. And you're in Shul, and I'm assuming it's Yerushalayim, where they don't save a Shamroom. It's Yerushalayim, and Malot Dathan, my wife and I lived there after our wedding, and he came to us for Shabbos. And he was a great Baal He was like a legend. He was one of those Baal that you hear and you remember. So he went up, there was a Pertol Shachtas here, and he asked the Tadavan, and he said, sure. And he looks at me in panic. He wasn't a person prone to panic. He's a very calm person. Look at all Shabbos. He turns over to me, and he's like, did they save a Shamroom? Panicked. Panicked. Like, like somebody on a hot day would say, do you have water? <laughs> it's a, no, they, don't, they don't say Yerushalayim, which is the man who can watch Yerushalayim. Like, he took off the towel to put it on my shoulders. I, I didn't write that part of it, the trauma of having to step up for him and the <laughs> collective disappointment in the crowd that I felt wrapping itself around me like a talus. And he's like, I, I can't, I can't, I need to save Yerushalayim. I can't, I, I can't, David, I'm not there. He made up a song. He, he composed many songs. Uh, it's his most famous one. But he made up the Pirche, like from the 60s. And he, and I wrote there that the secret of his Mayan El Mahaba is the secret of a Jew who needs to say the Shabbos on Friday night. The, the, sorry, I'm bringing down, last says the Shabbos, Lidairaisa means generations. And it also means Chazal Darshan, that's Lidairaisam, to their homes, to bring Shabbos into your homes. That, that we, we there's a covenant between us and the eventual that we will bring Shabbos into our homes, not just into the, our hearts. We will transmit it to our children. I said, he's somebody who needed to say a Shabbos. Who, he needed to say that. He was able to compose. I just wrote it in the introduction because, like I said, he passed away so recently. Mm. By the way, does does that not fit in with my declaration theme? He needs to declare Absolutely that it's Shabbos. Does. I, I'm always worried about this. and I told this to you in the past on air. I know that you have a book in you. And I'm scared. And if you do that, I'm starting a radio show. Nachum, <laughs> stay in your lane. Halavai, you can guide me that I can expand like that, frankly. <laughs> but uh, you that... have such rich insights. Every time we speak, I, I have this sense, and I know it's coming. I appreciate that very much. Look, the book is, uh, you know, I've, I've been using the expression life changer and game changer a lot when I've done books recently on the air. Uh, but this is just, again, if, if I'm around for so many decades and, you know, d- didn't realize just how much is going on in those few minutes. It's a few minutes, right? Candlelighting to Kiddush. <laughs> for some people, it's a half hour, depending on which minion you dive in, right? A few minutes, but what a crucial few minutes it is. And what a crucial period of time it is. It's just unbelievable. And, you know, just, look, every Shabbos meal is, is, uh, is vital, beautiful, and wonderful. And nothing against the uh, daytime meal. You know, it's, it's significant and great. But that Friday night experience in one's home or even as a guest at someone's table, it could be so enriching. It, it literally can make you forget about a bad week and just get you off to a great spiritual start. So you made me realize all this. I'm saying thank you, and I'm highly, recommend- I'm, I'm highly recommending the book. So if it goes into a second printing by tomorrow, you'll know why. It's really better. <laughs> I appreciate it. It could be a third, also. Even a third. By the way, just to yep, mention, right. just to mention, it would be inappropriate. It would be inappropriate to do the uh, to do this interview and not mention some of the uh, w- at least one group of the key figures of uh, of the book, and that's of course the Malachim who come home with us on Friday night. Um, I never, right. I never, I never gave it much thought. You know, obviously the Shalom Aleichem is based on it, but I never gave it much thought about you know why on earth we need Malachim to escort us home. Could you give us a little bit on that? 
we have a beautiful explanation there. And, and, and just to come down to the question, and then why do you say Tzitzchem, Shalom? Right. You take us home, and then you say, okay, good luck, thanks for coming, adios, amigo, what happened there? <laughs> right. So we said over there, it's also based on a Chum Seifer, Shem Shem Pikas elaborates. I actually heard this from Shirley Bornstein. He mentioned that once in the Daf on, on uh, Yuma, and I followed up. And I, I saw this as marvelous. The explanation that they give over there, where Pincus explains it, is that when a person climbs from a dark place into a light place, they need a little bit of help. You're climbing from the Yemei from the six days of, of the week, the mundane, into Shabbos. It takes, it takes work. You need some help to do that. And the Malachim sort of accompany us from one world into another world. The rabbis say, Shalom HaKadach, we talk about it all the time, that you turn around by Bayer Vashalim. He says that when a person leaves, the Shalom HaKadach said this example, that when a person leaves their home to go for a walk, they don't turn around to look at the house. Right. But when you're leaving, if you're moving apartments, you're leaving for the last time, because you're going somewhere else, you turn around and you linger. You give one last look. He says, right. by Vashalim, we turn around and we take one last look at the week there was, because we're, not, we're never going back there. That world is gone. I'm looking at you for the last time. I don't know who he said that from. So there, there's, there's a very real sense of, of parting from something and going into something new. So the malachim, so to speak, are there to assist us in connecting. That, that's what malachim do. They're facilitators. They're emissaries. They're malachim. Sucked, Pincus, when we get home and the table's set and little candles are lit and we're surrounded by people we love, at a certain point we tell the malachim, okay, we're good now. We got this. This time, Friday night, is we're ready to do this alone. Like the Kain Gadol alone in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Kain Kadash or in Kippur, could be alone with God. We're able to do this now. We don't need you anymore. Almost like a shachan in a relationship between a young a man and a young woman. They right. need the shachan for the first date or the second date, and then they drop the shachan, so to speak. Right. Forgive the, forgive the mundane example. Right. We tell them, we, we got this. I'm okay now. You can go. I'm on my own now. I got this. I appreciate your help till now. Amazing. Amazing. You were helpful, and now I got this. Right. So, and, and no matter what the background of the malach might be, they're all helping in the process, right? It could be a, it could be an enthusiastic angel about Shabbos. It could be someone who's not so happy with Shabbos. Right. I, I think that's up to us. That means the the atmosphere we create right. and the vibe that we create in the home, the malachim are going to balkarcham. Right. Are going to have to answer amen and confirm that. Affirm that. You have any idea what book number this is for you, or uh, we don't count books in the <laughs> when we're writing them <laughs> to do our things our way. What does it say? Hashem should allow us many more. That's it. You're not giving me a number. I don't, I don't know. Oh, you don't even know. <laughs> honestly, I don't know. Honestly, I that's make the honestly that's a great that's a great answer, frankly. Uh, Yisrael Besser. The book is called Exalted Moments: Welcoming Shabbos Stories, Inspiration, and Insights. I always look forward to our conversations. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me, Nachman. I love talking to you. I appreciate that very much, and stay well, my friend. Uh, there he is, Israel Besser. Book is called Exalted Moments. Get it, everybody. In fact, if you order it right now at artscroll.com, there's a good chance you'll have it by Shabbos, depending on what area you're in. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio for your discount, for your free shipping. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. And I thank the folks at Artscroll for, again, um, really, it's like I said before, Keeping Shabbos a long time, many decades, and this book has and will uh, enhance my Shabbos experience. How incredible is that? More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.